All right, hello and welcome to episode 27 of A Muggle's Perspective. I am Rogi, I am The Perspective, I'm here with my friend Brayden, who is a muggle. Brayden, how the heck are ya? Doing pretty good. I can't complain, how about you? You know, I'm good. Not much to report since I saw you last. For those of you listening at home, Brayden and I got to actually see each other in person recently, which is uncommon. Yeah, and we, um, believe it or not, most of our conversation had nothing to do with Harry Potter, which was Mm -hmm. honestly kind of weird. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't been used to that in a while, so it was nice. It was refreshing. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, you can tell Braden's just really <laughs> thrilled to be. <laughs> uh, no, but like the only Potter time Potter. you and I hang out is like through the internet, and we only talk about Harry Potter. That's, that's I mean, true. that's not true. And, and basketball. Like, <laughs> yeah, like eighty percent of what we talk about is Harry Potter, and yeah. I would say like ten percent of it was in the couple hours we hung out over some Bruno dough and pizza. Yeah, it was fun. Got to meet you. Got to meet some of my other friends and just have a good hangout. Haven't seen Hannah. Got to talk about Hannah things. So that was good. Yeah. Well, we uh, kind of want to get to it here. We're on chapter sixteen. We've got a one chapter episode here this week. Chapter sixteen of Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, what's the conceit of the show, Braden? For those of uh, people that are listening for the first time just now. The conceit of the show yeah. is in like the point. Yeah. The plot. Um, <laughs> uh, so I have never um, read any of these books or seen any of the movies. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I do know about the first two now as we have made our way almost through the third book here. Um, you're, you're an expert on the first two now. You know what's yeah, going on. Yeah. Not so much an expert on the second movie. As that was a colossal <laughs> failure, trying to watch it over Facebook Live together. We need um, to record a podcast just discussing our watching of that movie sometime yeah, for that patrons. Would, that might be more entertaining than like our actual chapter recaps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the gist is Rogi uh, kind of guides me through usually two chapters at a time of the Harry Potter series and... I try to make predictions, I comment on what I think is going on, I comment on what I think is going to happen. All of it is, um, well, not all of it, like 90% of it is ridiculous and hopefully comical to you, the listener. Um, so am I covering it? What am I yeah, missing? I would say that sums it up. That's a good brief, Braden's brief of the podcast yeah. to date. Yeah. So we're here in chapter 16, and what just happened in the end of chapter 15? Chapter 15 was basically all about the Quidditch final, right? Yes, so Gryffindor uh, won the House Cup. That's the first time in how many years? Seven, eight seven, years, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I was going to say seven or eight. Um, a long time, so people are emotional. Um, hugs were given, mm-hmm. and... Um, Wood definitely yeah. cried. We're House Cup champions. No, Quidditch Cup champions. I keep screwing that up. Those are two different things. That's true. Those are different. Yeah, the House you... Cup is the overall, like, you can get points taken away just because you don't look right to Snape or, like, that kind of thing. That's House Cup, right? Correct. Quidditch Cup yeah. plays into House Cup. Right. But it's the not. The points you score in Quidditch do factor in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So we're done with the Quidditch Cup, and that's exciting. But now we kind of get into a part of the story that we miss a lot. It seems like there's not that much focus paid to it sometimes. And it's the fact that Harry is at school going to classes. Yeah, I do forget about that. It's like he is a student here, but it seems like there's so much more going on than learning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and but even like he's learning like street smart things like he's he's learning information about yeah. Sirius Black and Dementors and stuff but not Yeah, I, I shouldn't say not learning at all. Like he's definitely learning every day. Um but as far as like wizarding skills taught in a classroom, I feel like right. that takes a back seat to like you said the street smarts that he's kind of being forced to acquire through dangerous situations. Yeah, it's like a survival thing. Yeah. So we've got exam season sort of coming up here to the point where even Fred and George are studying. I like that note. Um, I'm here on page 315. What do you think about Hermione's exam schedule? Well, we, we know that at least two of them are stacked on top of each other, right? That is correct. Which that keeps getting brought up and not explained. Classic think, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and Ron even points it out, I think, doesn't he? Yeah. C- cautiously. Ron's like, um, I'm, I don't mean to bother you, Hermione, but this right. doesn't make sense. Right. He's kind of worried she's going to like snap a textbook over his head out mm-hmm. of stress. Um, so I feel like that's something, there's something going on there. Like she's, she's taking classes that are in session at the same time that's happening. And now she's taking exams (laughs) that are happening at the same time. So like, I think I alluded to this last episode. I think there's something Mm -hmm. going on. um, Some sort of spell she's been taught or something where she can like clone herself. Nice. Or like be in two places at once somehow. So I am kind of interested to see when that will get explained. If it does. I like to think that she's basically doing the equivalent of, like, trying to play a multiplayer video game, but, like, holding two of the controllers, like, one in each hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe she's just sprinting back and forth. Or, or she carries a broom to class and flies back and forth. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. She could have, like, a little FaceTime going on in one of them, and is just kind of watching the other class. That could be, yeah. Maybe she's been given, like... um like a mirror, you know, kind of like the mirror of air said, mm-hmm. and she can like see into other classrooms. So like, and it I mean, if anyone record. would find that useful, right. it'd be Hermione. Right. And Snape, I guess. Can you see Snape like spying on Snape Harry? That. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I kind of feel like Snape already spies on Harry, so he probably yeah. would use that. Using Malfoy. Yeah. So, on page, what is it, 316, I wrote down a quote. They're bringing the executioner to the appeal. But that sounds as though they've already decided. Like, yeah, and Harry just is like, yes, it does sound like that, Hermione. Very good. (laughs) Yeah. So, have we just been naive to think that this appeal was a real appeal? I think so. And you could kind of feel that um, just with the dialogue that's been going back and forth the last few chapters, but... And just knowing how things work in terms of Lucius Malfoy having 
power over this committee or or the power of fear over this committee. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, yeah, the the appeal was never truly an appeal. So it didn't it didn't appeal to me. It just wasn't appealing. Yeah. To the committee to go forth with the appeal. Yeah. Yeah. So they just peeled out. You know, just killed him. And <laughs> Got him! <laughs> uh, we've talked about this before. Malfoy is just so happy about killing Buckbeak. Uh, to the point where it's like, this is weird. Yeah, he's just he's just kind of a sadistic little boy. Mm-hmm. It's sort of alarming. It's like maybe he grew up and he didn't get a lot of attention from his parents. And so he just like... Tortured small animals, you know? I could see it. Those seem, it seems like it's such a prevalent quality in his character that, like, maybe you would think, like, teachers, adults around Hogwarts would sort of see it mm-hmm. and be, like, maybe a little concerned about it. Like, hey, maybe we should keep an eye on that. Yeah, does Hogwarts have a counselor? Can we get him into the counselor? Seems like that's something they should have. Do they, does Hogwarts have a counselor? Uh, not that I know of. I've never considered this before. They have a nurse. Seems like they should have a counselor. Seems like... They have, they have a filch. <laughs> they do have a filch. He is not a counselor. <laughs> He's not. He just hates children. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought we could just kind of hit quickly on all of the different exams he's taken, do sort of like a drawn out, do we care? And just sort of go through, starting here on page 317. Uh, First, we have Transfiguration. They have to turn a teapot into a tortoise. And I like Hermione was fussing about whether her tortoise had looked looked more like a turtle. Which is like, you need to chill out, Hermione. Yeah, it's like, Hermione, just stop it. Yeah. Uh, Do we care about this Transfiguration test? Um... We care about that because I think having that skill could be really useful later. Mm-hmm. That's true. Turning? Are you talking about turning teapots into tortoises or like being able to transfigure? Well, both. <laughs> um, can't tell you how many times I have wished I could just turn the our our teapot into a turtle. Yeah. You can um, see Harry doing it to like scare the Dursleys. Do you think he'll ever go back to the Dursleys? Or have to go back to the dirt. I he mean, doesn't, uh, doesn't a seem like he wants to. to ask you, but <laughs> I, what do you think? What do you think's gonna happen? You know, I bet. <laughs> um, um, if I had to bet, if I could get like odds, you know, if I was a betting man, it, it, the over under on him going back to the Dursleys. Yeah, at, I just we'll sort put of it at hope, 5. I, I guess I was hoping that with the whole walkout that started this book. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the start of this book, right? It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I was hoping that that was like a switch was flipped for Harry. Like he really doesn't, he doesn't care anymore. Like when school commences for the summer or whatever, like he's just going to hitch a ride with either Hermione or Ron. And if not, maybe he'll just live with Hagrid. I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like he he's starting to be more independent and hopefully he has learned in this book that like he doesn't have to go back there. Yeah, like have we outgrown the Dursley's usefulness? 
I would think so. Like he, I feel like he has enough connections now. Like he could, he could figure something else out. Well, hopefully he does. I don't know if the next book starts with him in that freaking house of the Dursleys again. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be kind of annoyed. <laughs> well, we all know that we don't want Braden to be annoyed, so. Send your letters to J.K. Rowling. Tell her to not start the next book like that. Yeah. So we've got Charms afterwards. Hermione was right. I don't know if you remember this. Hermione missed cheering Charms class like a couple months ago. She was like, oh, I just know they'll come up on the exam. And then they did. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, she uh, she studied... So so she went back and studied what she wasn't there for. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think she like yeah. independent studied on that. Good for her. Uh, we've got care of magical creatures. That's a good chance to talk to Hagrid. Yeah, you got to just imagine Hagrid's not in a good place. No. Um, later on, when they go to see him, it seems like he has some some serious like psychological issues going on. Mm-hmm. Also, like I don't want to come across callous. But are we concerned at all with the level of emotional attachment that this grown man has to animals? Right. That's what I'm saying is, like, can Hagrid see the counselor, maybe? Yeah. Like, do we need I, to yeah, talk we've about already come Hagrid? up with two situations where it seems like Hogwarts needs a, a to employ a counselor. Because, mm-hmm. like, as much as we agree that the Malfoys are who made this happen like they really worked the committee into their favor mm-hmm. like he did attack draco like that's true yeah that happened he was provoked but he, it did happen and he's got a bunch of other hippogriffs and it is sad but it's no, not it's, like it's terribly sad it's like, not like I, suicidal sad right i mean you know i'm sure it's like if your dog that you love mm-hmm. accidentally bit a kid or something and the mm animal control comes in they're like hey we're gonna put him down like he attacked a child that sucks and it does that would be terribly sad but i feel like it it's like ruining haggard as a man yeah i mean he doesn't even try to set a real test yeah he gives them he just gives them flopper worms which i guess in some ways um Especially during this time where Harry and really all the students can't be wandering around like they had in previous years because of like Sirius Black and all that. I mean, maybe the animals are kind AKA of his only Lupin. friends. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you can go talk to the centaurs in the forest. Yeah. Um, are we worried that Harry might just fail potions? Well, I guess how many of the like do you have to pass all of these to move on, or how does this work? Um, like, are, these are individual classes, and like if yeah. Harry doesn't pass potions, like what happens? I think he has to take third year potions over again. Okay, that would kind of suck. Yeah, but everyone else would move on to the fourth year class, and he'd just be taking it with Ginny. That wouldn't suck so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it works. I don't know. Uh, we've got astronomy, history of magic, herbology. Not There's just not that much information about those, you know? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, but what do you think about Lupin's obstacle course? I'm, I'm all about this. Is this a scene in the movie? 
Yeah, I'll just let me just tell you what's in the movie. I guess I usually do tell you what's in the movie, yeah, don't I? You do. Um, this is not a scene in the movie. That's kind of a bummer. It is, yeah. It'd be a good one. There's a great bogger scene in the movie, but not this one. Hmm. I like Hermione's bogger when she gets through. Yes, that is the most Hermione thing ever. Also, remind me what a Grindylow is. <laughs> a Grindylow is like a water demon thing. It's got these really long fingers that it uses to, like, strangle you. It lives in, like, reeds and, like, seaweed and stuff like that. Interesting. And also to just try to grab you and pull you down and so forth. Okay. And also a hinky punk. Can we go over again what that is? A hinky punk is the dude that'll, that has like a lantern on its head. And it's like, come on, this is the way through the swamp. I'll show you. The path is right here. And then he leads you into the like quicksandy part. And then he like sucks off your face. Okay. I think we are all <laughs> caught up on yeah. magical creatures. That's where we are. Moving forward. Uh, moving forward, Cornelius Fudge is here, Minister of Magic. Cornelius Fudge. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot he's I forgot he's like an old West cowboy. Yeah. Well, I say Cornelius Fudge. I say I say Cornelius Fudge. So he's just here. Does this he's this is like the president? Yeah, just it says he wears school. a pinstripe cloak, right? Yeah. He means business. He's like the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Basically, George Steinbrenner mm -hmm. in a cloak. Showing up to watch your hippogriff get executed. Yep. Did this, this, so this didn't jump out of you? You weren't like, whoa, what's he doing here? Um, it seems like the whole hippogriff thing is kind of a convenient lie for him for why he's actually there. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. He's, he's there for the serious black stuff. Mm-hmm. There for the Luperius black stuff. Come for Luperius black. Stay for watching an animal be murdered. Also, is is that really the most humane way we can off the hippogriff? Well, what were you thinking? Do we have like an injection? I Yeah. Isn't that how like you a put a dog down? That is how you put a dog down. Um, I guess you'd think there would be some kind of potion or like a spell. Right. Seems like uh, seems like the committee is kind of getting a little too much like enjoyment out of it. Like I mean, he did maybe, attack a kid. We better chop his head off in front of everyone. Maybe there's like a fear factor where you want people to be a little scared of raising dangerous animals. I guess you're making an example out of him. Seems a little unnecessary to me, but <laughs> well, yeah, that's very fair. Um, he's just got a big old, just carrying his big old axe through the, through the castle. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like it's just unnecessarily violent in front of a bunch of kids. Like, I know, I know the kids aren't there for the actual beheading, but like, everybody knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they're not, they're not being subtle. That's for sure. Nope. Uh, we've got one more. We've got divination. Mm-hmm. I don't care at all about this. We don't care about it. So, okay, I have a couple notes about this. Okay. We don't 
care about her about Harry being the last one called. I'm not saying that there isn't something significant about because I mean I think there's there's like Trelawney is written in as a character like of importance in this book. I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm not blind to that. Well, it's um, a new class. Yeah. Um, and and with the vision stuff and the the grim and all that, I think that's going to be important here at the end of the book. Probably miles and miles beneath the school. But with <laughs> that being said, I just like as far as Harry, I guess what I'm saying is I don't care about Harry's like skill level in seeing into the future. Like, or really, any worried. of the students for that matter. Like I just feel like Trelawney yeah. is fake and kind of crazy, maybe. Yeah. So the weird crystal ball exchange, we're not worried about this. Or she keeps being like, are you sure he's alive? This hippogriff you're seeing? No, no blood. He's got his head. You're sure? You're quite sure? We don't care about that. I mean, I feel like Harry's right. I, I'm not sure how it's going to work out. But like I said last time, and I know this kind of annoys you that I look at it this way. But like on the cover of this book, Harry is riding a hippogriff. <laughs> Through yeah. the sky. Uh-huh. So, like, maybe it's not Buckbeak. Could be a different mm-hmm. hippogriff. But to me, in my head, it's like, yeah, Harry saw that the hippogriff was okay in his vision because that's what he's going to ride to safety at the end of the book from underneath the school. So, maybe it's not so much that Trelawney is her whole vibe is real but maybe we're using divination class as an excuse for harry to accidentally make a real prediction like that's a fun sort of uh literary choice that's being made here yeah it's kind of like forcing harry to look to the future instead of just reacting to whatever happens in front of him which is his move right that's his mo right um, anything on page 324 where she like seems to, what does it say? She, a loud, a loud, harsh voice. Yeah, that gets really weird. Mm-hmm. That gets really weird. I don't know what to do with this. You're probably wanting some really cool prediction or funny <laughs> remark from, I, this was like, again, I listened to this on the way home, um, and was just sort of. Weirded out by this. Don't know what to do with it. She goes into, like, a trance, basically, right? The Dark Lord lies alone and friendless, <laughs> abandoned by his followers. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. <laughs> I've never heard it, so that was just a lucky guess. It was pretty close. Um, so then she does seem like, is, so, is she just acting Afterwards, when she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. The Dark Lord, what? What are you talking about? I would never. Um, no, I think she legitimately doesn't know that happened. So it was kind of a trance thing. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh... Well, I don't know, like, in the first book, Voldemort used, um... Quirrell. Quirrell. The, just Senior the citizen quarrel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those situations. Like somehow he he's able to talk through Trelawney. Okay, he's channeling her. I don't know. That's smart. If he doesn't have his own like body situation, right? 
That's smart of him. Does he talk about himself in third person like that, though? I mean, he is a guy that is going to make up a name like Voldemort. He was like, at some point he was like, hey, I know that you guys know my name is Tom, but I need you to call me Lord Voldemort now. <laughs> like, there were people that he was close to during that transition, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, he seems like he sincerely did that. It wasn't a nickname that just stuck. It wasn't like a... Yeah. It's probably a real, him, like, uh, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner situation. Yeah. Right? Did you have any friends, like high school friends, that you guys gave a nickname and it just stuck? Oh, yeah, plenty. Any um, appropriate enough to share? Well, there was a um, a guy in college, actually, that I don't even remember how this happened. Um, we just started calling him Cooter. <laughs> and it just sort of stuck. And, like, he's yeah. in everyone's phone as that now. And, sure. like, we don't have a good reason for it. Do you know his real name? Yeah, Derek. Oh, that's okay. That's disappointing, but fine. Yeah. Yeah, that would be funnier if I didn't know his real name. But. <laughs> like on The Office, have you seen, you know The Office, you're familiar? Um, is that the one with... Um, okay. Yeah. Let's do uh, an Office perspective next. I'm, I'm here for that. Hannah and I just restarted it, actually. I'm just, I'm thinking of when... Um, Andy doesn't know that Pete's real name is Pete and he just <laughs> thinks he's Plop. <laughs> Anna and I no. saw that actor in like a Hallmark movie this winter. Nice. And I started freaking out. I was like, Hannah, it's Plop. It's Plop. And like, she didn't remember. So she's just looking at me like I am a moron. I'm like, no, That's you know, Hannah, you've seen Plop. You know who Plop is. That's Hannah's standard face. <laughs> it's like, you're saying something dumb. Uh, for me, yeah, a lot of the maybe time. Just, I, do I was going to say, that's, maybe that's just my experience yeah. too. Because we are saying dumb things. Yeah. But. So Hagrid lost his appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're like, okay, you lose. We're killing him tonight. It's just happening very soon. And then, but then Hermione, they just really want to go see him. And so she goes and gets the cloak back. What did the, what did this say to you? Did this passage speak to you at all? Page 326. Um, Hermione, this is a new Hermione. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not your dad's turning in the firebolt Hermione. No. No, this is a uh, this is Hermione's walking out of classes. She's hitting Malfoys. She's going and getting cloaks in the chamber or in the secret passageways they're not supposed to be in. This is a, this is Hermione 2.0. And we're into it. We're here for new Hermione. We're into it. Um, I don't know that any of us are as into it as Ron is. <laughs> Ron stares after her. Yeah. Hermione, I don't know what's gotten into you. <laughs> I like that you just decided that this is subtext and it's happening. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. I think I think there's something very attractive about this to Ron. <laughs> and and you know, how are the how old are they again? Thirteen? Yeah. And and thirteen year old Ron probably can't put his finger on why. He's probably very confused right now about his feelings. <laughs> A 13-year-old Ron's confused about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So. Is it is it just one of those things where, like, he's 13, 
and like she's just the female that is closest to him on a regular basis. And so like this just becomes his thing. Uh, yes and no. I I think it you know partly that but also it's like kind of like you said last episode like opposites attract type thing. Mm-hmm. Um so now that they're getting older and he's like seeing this other side of Hermione, I feel like it's it's really opened it, his eyes, it, you know. It's working for him. Yeah. He can't tell you why, but he's into it. So we're we're going to go visit Hagrid under the cloak. Yep. And it's like you said Hagrid's just shaking. Yeah, he's dropping stuff. He like his eyes are all like darty all over the room and like he yeah, he full on drops the milk jug. Yeah, he's he's not in a good place. Also, um, can I say something? This doesn't Yes. This, this is not important, but have you like it kind of annoys me that they call Buckbeak Beaky. <laughs> okay, why? Seems like Buckbeak, the opportunity was in the first part of the word. Like, you could call him Bucky. Like, that kind of rolls off the yeah. tongue a little bit more. Bucky's, like, an actual nickname. <laughs> like, uh, maybe, I don't know. It's like just the British. Beaky? That I don't know. That just kind of sounds stupid. And it's like... Maybe if you were British, they'd call you Denny. Ah, yeah. You don't like that. I don't. That's my uncle's name. Denny Carpenter. Yeah. That works for me. Yeah, and it works. You can get an apostrophe in the front. (laughs) Denny. Old Denny. Old Denny. Um, Yeah, could you say it, Denny? Actually, did we talk about um, my run-in with the Starbucks lady, call, like asking if you pronounce my name Braddon? <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, if you don't care, but we're going to take a few minutes and talk about this. I thought so, this was going to be a Brandon thing. No. Well, that's where it always goes. So I was, I was so caught off guard. I just stared at her with my mouth open for like <laughs> it had to have been six or seven seconds. <laughs> so we're in a Starbucks that's like. One of those that's like crammed into the corner of a Barnes and Noble. Sure. And um, it's one of those situations where like it's later at night. I don't really want coffee, but the people we're with are getting coffee. So it's like I have to get coffee. So I walk up there and I'm like, hey, I've been told by people that you guys serve butterbeer. Okay. <laughs> Is that true? And she just kind of looks at me and she's like, well... Yes, but we're not allowed to call it Butterbeer because J.K. Rowling sure. will come after us. Sure. And it was one of those things like I wanted to ask her what exactly that meant, but like the seriousness in her eye, like I was just kind of, I just kind of nodded my head like, yep, <laughs> she'll come after you. And I get that. And I'm going to order my drink now. And so Did you ordered the Butterbeer. No, because the way she explained it, it sounded disgusting. Basically, she talked me out of it. I was like, oh, what's in it? And she just like it. She started rambling on. I lost her like 45 seconds in, like just everything that had sugar in it behind the counter. You dump it all in a cup. And do you think it was just something where like she didn't want to deal with it? Like it's late. Yes. She's already put away the cream or whatever. I think it was a lot of that. And so you got to give it a try still. No, I, and I do want to try it. I just, at the time, it was like, um, all right, I'll just take a regular black coffee. Um, yeah. So, you know, she takes Hannah's order. Hannah, okay, is that like the palindrome? And <laughs> Hannah and I kind of look at each other, 
And Hannah starts nodding her head yes, and I still hadn't caught it. I was trying to remember back to like sixth grade when I learned what a palindrome was or whatever that was. And I kind of look back at Hannah like, you said Hannah out loud, right? Like, your name's not palindrome. And (laughs) the, you know, the the Starbucks lady kind of looks at me like, that's what it is when it starts to explain to me what a palindrome is. I'm like, okay. You deserve that, okay, though. Yeah. So I nodded my head and kind of laughed, like, yeah, I deserve that. She's like, okay, what's the name on yours? Brayden. Did you say Brandon? No. No, actually, I'll give her more credit than that. Normally, mm-hmm. that's the first place people go, because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that sounds a little different than I'm used to, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to put in the effort of figuring it out. I'll just write Brandon. But- you get that. Like, at this point in your life, you're not going to be like, excuse me, no, ma'am. No, I hardly I didn't ever have say an anything. Yeah. yeah. But she did ask me, she said, is that with a Y? And sure. I said, no. And she kind of stops. She's like, okay, is it with an I? <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> Where's the I sound? Bray. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, is it literally B-R-A-D-E-N? <laughs> Like, that was just the most bizarre thing she had heard, at least today, if not in the last week. And I just looked at her and said, yeah. And she's like, so more like Braddon. <laughs> and and you're, you should have been like, oh, you're right. Yeah, that is what my name is. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, you know what? I've been letting people call me this for 25 years. I'm an idiot. It's Braddon. She mansplained your name to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't remember how we got here, but that's what happened in it Starbucks. It was me calling you Denny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, you should call me Braddon, because that's my name. <laughs> I'm here with Braddon. Yep. Uh, he definitely knows what a palindrome is. I do. I do. It was one of those things, like, I, I know that's a term for something that happens with words, and I, wow. I should know what that is. What is what is Hannah's? What makes Hannah's names different that would make it a palindrome? Ah, frontwards, backwards, and like I, by the time I had got there, she was like, "Yeah, it's because the H is at the end." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, okay, just I want a coffee." <laughs> wow, that was one of our best tensions. I think we got we got Harry Potter in there. Yeah, it was it was loosely related. I don't feel that bad about mm-hmm. it. No, you shouldn't. As you shouldn't. Uh, we've got, I mean, I would say two more events. Okay, first of all, was it worth? Was visiting Hagrid worth? Was it worth? Um, I think Do so. We worth? Do we worth about I this? I think we worth quite a bit about this. Just because of his like emotional state? I would Honestly, it's just the emotional heft that he's carrying around <laughs> at this point. To, to weigh his shoulders down, it's got to be some hefty emotional. Like just... A metric buttload of heft. <laughs> yeah. Um, Some cubic tons. Yeah. No, I think that they are just like, they're true friends. And honestly, if you're t- just in terms of Harry and Ron, like they kind of let him down on the first go around with Buckbeak. So they did. They need to That's be there. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scabbers shows up. Yeah. What the heck? Do you have thoughts on Scabbers? I just said them. <laughs> what the heck? Braden's what the heck? <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? <laughs> That's what it is. I was trying, but you nailed it. Yeah. 
I don't know if I could do that twice. Um, <laughs> we'll just excerpt that and just drop it in. Yeah, we could make that a segment on every. Sh- I mean, there's at least something every week that J.K. Rowling makes me say, "What the heck?" I guess we did skip over your beef. So if you want to, blah, 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 blah. is it too late to go back now? Since we already kind of went through, what? it's never too late. No one's ever going to be like, "Oh, he's doing his beef." Okay, okay, like that's your thing. All right, right, all right, yeah. It's beef. What are you beefing about this week, Braden? Um, the appeal for Beaky is not truly an appeal. Like this is already a done deal. This is, they're just going through the formality. Like, hippogriffs' heads are going to roll, and we'll, we'll we'll go through the whole court, you know, dog and pony act here, and then we'll cut his head off. It'll be fine. So it's like this is just some frustrating bureaucracy. Like, yeah. just do it. Yeah. You're just wasting taxpayer money. And at this point, you are crushing the psyche of a very large man. <laughs> yeah, you've got Hagrid's heart in your hands, yeah. and you're just slowly squeezing. Yeah. And you know it, too. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate it. Like, so, ideally, in your mind, they just wouldn't have even given him this hope, this false hope? Well, ideally, you would have a fair trial to begin with. <laughs> okay, let's let's not get crazy. Right. Um, but, yeah, don't, don't throw the appeal thing out there if there's not a real chance. Okay, I can get behind that. Let's not act like this is something it's not. Yes. Also... I think I didn't realize it until we started talking about it, but but part of this beef is the like why do we why do we need to cut his head off? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we talked about that. It's like just this whole thing seems like it's kind of being bogged down in tradition, and it should be streamlined a little bit. Yeah, Hagrid's not even worried about that part. He says it'll be quick and clean. <laughs> Do, do they use a guillotine or what? It's an axe. It's an axe. So, to me, it seems like dangerous to do it that way anyways, because if I'm a hippogriff mm-hmm. and I see you sure. swinging an axe at me, like... Sure. I'm coming after you. Maybe they use some kind of sedating spell on him. Well, if that's the case, I mean, now we're just getting ridiculous. We have a spell to sedate him, but we don't have a spell that'll just knock him out for good. I mean, it's like I said, I'm sure they could do it, but that's not as scary. That's not as fear-inducing. Who are we inducing fear in here? The rest of the the hippogriffs? The owners of people like Hagrid who are out here trying to raise animals that are too dangerous to be raised. I mean, the average person shouldn't be raising a three-headed dog or a dragon, right? Uh, Yeah, but Hagrid's not the average person. In fact, he's four or five times the size of an average person. So he should just have, like, a license to breed and raise animals that are considered dangerous for mere mortals? Yep. I'm actually into that. Because it's like, as long as it's not hurting anyone else, which in this case it did, so that's the problem. But <laughs> up to that point... Bad first up to that point, uh, Up to that point, it seems like, I don't know. Yeah. And as long as you're treating the animals well, which he does clearly. Um, so, is this Scabbers gonna? Is this gonna reawaken our classic Scabbers v. Crookshank shenanigans? Well, I hope so for the sake of entertainment. Right. Um, but I also hope this doesn't 
drive a, another wedge between Ron and Hermione. Yeah, things are just going so well. I mean, that'll you think Ron's confused now. I mean, he's got all these feelings of attraction, and now the rat's back. What do you do with that? Hermione's those? the one that found the rat. And like, how does he grapple with that? <laughs> That's what I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot going on here. A lot of emotional heft. Yeah, let's not. If we can avoid getting into the mind of a 13 year old boy, I think we probably should. I agree, especially when it comes to his feelings for a classmate. Yep. So we'll just kind of gloss over Side that. Step that one. Uh, so now we're just walking away. And we're Scabbers, walking. Scabbers is freaking out. Did we catch this? Yeah, he's like screaming, which I, to me, I already hate rats. So if one is screaming at me, like I'm just going to mm-hmm. punt it. But Ron must really be into this rat. I guess so. I don't really He's just letting it. him bite him. Yeah, he would be long gone if I'm if I'm in Ron's shoes. If I'm in Ron's robes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wears shoes. I mean... Under the robes. All right, you got anything else on uh, Chapter 16? Oh, well, they killed Buckbeak. We think they did. We think? We heard the sound. I'm still holding out hope that Buckbeak is flying across the cover of this book I'm holding. Okay. Uh, as far as we know... They killed Buckbeak, as far as what we're seeing on the page, right? They they might have killed Beaky. All right. The Beakster. You ready for uh, Chapter 17? I am not, as I did not read it. Okay, good. Because right, I'm reading it to you. Bwah, 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 bwah. Rogie reading! Hey, girl, hey. What's up? Oh, my gosh. Why do you look so down in the dumps? I'm just super upset. What could even be upsetting to you? You're going to get married. I know. You're engaged. I know, and I'm going to look fabulous, but the problem is... No problem. No, I have a huge problem. A problem? Like, a big prob. I can't... I literally can't find anyone to take video. I want video footage of me in this beautiful dress. You gotta get a videographer. I I can't find one. I can't find any good ones. Oh my gosh, haven't you heard of Logan R. Hayes? Logan R. Hayes? Who is that? He is only the greatest videographer. He does weddings and like short videos and he like raps sometimes. He's a rap guy? Yeah, he can do it all. Holy cow. If I wanted to, like, get in touch with Logan R. Hayes and maybe find out more about, like, what he does and maybe contact him about my wedding, where, how would I even do that? OMG, do you remember his name? Um, yeah, you just said it. It's, it's Logan R. Hayes. Dot com. No way. So I just put, like, three W's in front of that and a dot? Or don't even. It's not 1999 anymore. You don't have to type the www. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, so... LoganRHaze.com. I go to LoganRHaze.com. I don't even have to type the W's because it's like 2018. Correct. And then let's say that I really like his stuff. Is uh-huh. there any way I could get like a cool discount? You got to get a quote. You got to get a quote. You got to see how much it's going to be. Okay? okay. Use code Muggle. Muggle. 
am a goal. Cool. And what will that get me? It gets you a discount on the quest 10% on the quote. Wow. So then you can use that 10% to get a 10% more expensive dress. You always have the best ideas. I know what it's about, Brydena. Literally can't wait to get Logan R. Hayes to do my wedding videographer. Oh my gosh, he's going to do all of my videographer. It's going to be the best. I love it's you. It's going to be so lit. I love you. I love you too. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done this for a couple books. Brayden, are you surprised? I am surprised. You didn't see this coming? I didn't see it coming at all, actually. I was I I should have, because after listening to this chapter, I was kind of like, what the heck? Like that why did we just do one chapter? But we talked I set it up as like, oh, I gotta set things up. We're trying to arrange like the next few episodes. I like to think I gave you some some reason to believe me there. You tried. Anyway. We're going to do chapter 17, Cat, Rat, and Dog. So there's going. To, we're going to do this a little differently than we did. Well, I guess we put breaks in here last time. Um, but just like we did last time, there's going to be a couple times where every so often I'm going to stop and we're going to hear your reaction. All right? Feel free to react as it's going, too. Okay. But I'm not just going to read all the way through. I want to... We, we, can, we can do a little bit of talking about what just happened. Okay? Okay. You're into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Harry's mind had gone blank with shock. The three of them stood transfixed with horror under the invisibility cloak. The very last rays of the setting sun were casting a bloody light over the long-shadowed grounds. The bloody light. Casting a bloody light. Casting a bloody light. Then behind them, they heard a wild howling. Hagrid. Harry muttered. Without thinking about what he was doing, he made to turn back, but both Ron and Hermione seized his arms. We can't, said Ron, who was paper white. He'll be in worse trouble if they know we've been to see him. Hermione's breathing was shallow and uneven. How could they? She choked. How could they? Come on, said Ron, whose teeth seemed to be chattering. Is he cold? They set back off toward the castle. (laughs) It is walking slowly to keep themselves hidden under the cloak. The light was fading fast now. By the time they reached open ground, darkness was settling like a spell around them. Scabbers, keep still, Ron hissed, clamping his... Scabbers, keep still, Ron hissed. Stop it, scabbers. (laughs) Silly scabbers, clamping his hand over his chest. The rat was wriggling madly. Ron came to a sudden halt, trying to force scabbers deeper into his pocket. What's the matter with you, you stupid rat? Say still. Ouch! He bit me! Scabbers bit me! It's <laughs> a Charlie bit me reference. For those Charlie! of you keeping score out there. Scabbers <laughs> Ouch, bit Charlie. me! That really hurts! Ouch, Scabbers! <laughs> Ron, be quiet, Hermione. He does not care. Fudge will be out here in a minute. He won't stay put. Scabbers was plainly ter- Scabbers was plain terrified. <laughs> he was plum terrified. <laughs> he was writhing with all his might, trying to break free of Ron's grip. What's the matter with him? But Harry had just seen, slinking toward them, his body low to the ground, the wide grin. yellow eyes glinting eerily in the darkness. That's Crookshank's music. Werewolves. <laughs> whether he could, <laughs> whether he could see them or was following the sound of Scabbers' squeaks, Harry couldn't tell. Crookshanks, Hermione <laughs> moaned. No, go away, Oh, come Crookshanks. on, Yell Crookshanks better than that. 
Crookshanks. <laughs> it's a moan. Crookshanks. <laughs> Crookshanks. Oh, Crookshanks. Jerry Seinfeld. Crookshanks. <laughs> <laughs> but the cat was getting nearer. Scabbers. No, scabbers. Scabbers. <laughs> Too late. The rat had slipped between Ron's clutching fingers, hit the ground, and scampered away. In one bound, Crookshanks sprang after him, and before Harry or Hermione could stop him, Ron had thrown the invisibility cloak off himself and pelted away into the darkness. Ron! Ron! Hermione moaned. She and Harry looked at each other, then followed at a sprint. It was impossible to run full out under the cloak. They pulled it off, and it streamed behind them like an invisible banner as they hurtled after Ron. They could hear his feet thundering along ahead and his shouts at Crookshanks. Get away from him! Oi! Get away! Scabbers! Ch-ch-ch run away for! Come here! There was a loud thud. Gotcha! Get off, you stinking cat! Harry and Hermione almost fell over Ron. They skidded to a stop right in front of him. He was sprawled on the ground, but Scabbers was back in his pocket. He had both hands held tight over the quivering lump. Ron, come on! Back under the cloak! Hermione panted. Dumbledore! Minister! They'll be coming back out in a minute! But before they could cover themselves again, before they could catch their breath, they heard the soft pounding of gigantic paws. Something was bounding toward them, quiet as a shadow, an enormous, pale-eyed, jet-black dog. Pause here. What? Do, where's your headspace at? Fang. Fang. Oh, okay. No. They've been they've been pretty loud. No, I don't think it's Fang. Um, it can't be Fang. He's got to be comforting Hagrid. It's the Grim, right? This has got to be the Grim. So what does that mean? Like, this is death personified? I guess. Like, this is a Grim Reaper situation? I still situation? think it's a werewolf. <laughs> it's a werewolf. I think it's a werewolf. <laughs> I think that they think it's a dog, because how else would you describe it in the dark? Right, right. I think we're going to meet the werewolf. Okay, so we got a werewolf coming after them. It's all because Harry of reached- scabbers. It's just a little scampery, scampery man. Um... Do you have your, are you using your, like, black bookmark to, like, not let yourself read ahead here? Um, I... I like the idea of you just, like, scrolling it down the page. You don't have to. I don't care. Okay. Just don't read ahead. Okay. Harry reached for his wand, but too late. The dog had made an enormous leap, and the front paws hit him in the chest. He keeled over backwards in a whirl of hair. He felt its hot breath, saw inch-long teeth. But the force of its leap had carried it too far. It rolled off him. Dazed, feeling as though his ribs were broken... Harry tried to stand up. He could hear it growling as it skidded around for a new attack. Ron was on his feet. It's Ron versus the dog. Attack Ron! As the dog sprang back towards them, he pushed Harry aside. The dog's jaws fastened fastened instead around Ron's outstretched arm. Okay, that's not great. Harry lunged forward. He seized a handful of the brute's hair, but it was dragging Ron away as easily as though he were a ragdoll. (laughs) So it's just Ron is being drugged. He's being drugged? He's been drugged. He's been drugged by this dog. Then, out of nowhere, something hit Harry so hard across the face, he was knocked off his feet again. Malfoy. He heard Hermione shriek with pain and fall too. What? <laughs> Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, Potter. <laughs> You're like my dog, Potter? That's actually Crab in a dog suit. <laughs> Suck it, Potter! <laughs> <laughs> Harry groped for his wand, blinking blood out of his eyes. Oh, no. 
Lumos, he whispered. Good, <laughs> Good thing he's whisper. whispering now. <laughs> Thank you. The wand light showed him in the trunk of a thick tree. They had chased Scabbers into the shadow of the Whomping Willow. Perfect. Scabbers. And its branches were creaking as though in a high wind, whipping backward and forward to stop them going near. The Whomping Willow is whomping. It's in full womp. Yeah, it's... um. It's going full. Uh, dang it. I had a good one ready on deck here. What is the name of Will Smith's daughter? Uh, Jaden or Willow. Willow. Yeah, it's, it's literally whipping, whipping it's, its hair back and forth <laughs> like Willow. There's so many. Wow. There's a lot more going on there in that joke than I had planned. <laughs> Do you think Will Smith named his daughter after the tree from Harry Potter? He may have. I don't know if he foresaw her whipping her hair back and forth. Because if so, then I would say definitely. Yeah. Do you see he's going to be the genie in the live-action Aladdin movie? I'll be honest with you. I didn't know they were doing a live-action Aladdin. So, Well, here's what I know about it. They are, and Will Smith is blue, and he's the genie. Like in blue body paint. I'm pretty pretty jazzed about that. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. Who's Aladdin? DJ Jazzy Jeff about that. (laughs) Man. Okay. So many connections uh, in that one paragraph. <laughs> no one's still listening. <laughs> Everyone is tuned out. They're like, this is the worst. Let's go watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air instead. <laughs> and there at the base of the trunk was the dog, dragging Ron backward into a large gap in the roots. Ron was fighting furiously, but his head and torso were slipping out of sight. Ron! <laughs> Harry shouted, trying to follow, but a heavy branch whipped lethally through the air, and he was forced backward again. All they could see now was one of Ron's legs. Where's he going? Is this underneath the tree? Into the tree. (laughs) All all they could see now was one of Ron's legs, which had hooked around a root in an effort to stop the dog from pulling him farther underground. But a horrible crack cut the air like a gunshot. Ron's leg had broken. Oh, no. And a moment (laughs) later, his foot vanished from sight. Oh, no. Holy (laughs) crap. (laughs) (laughs) It literally snapped his femur. Yeah. Dude. And it already is just chewing on his arm. Holy crap. Like, this is, this might kill him. <laughs> Bronze lifeless corpse just f- fluttered down under the tree. Dang. Harry, we've got to go for help, Hermione gasped. She was bleeding, too, just as an aside. <laughs> the willow had cut her across the shoulder. No, that thing's big enough to eat him. We haven't got time. Harry, we're never going to get through without help. Another branch whipped down at them. Twigs clenched like knuckles. If that dog can get in, we can, Harry panted, darting here and there, trying to find a way through the vicious swishing branches. Say that five times fast. What's his logic there? Vicious swishing branches. (laughs) I can do what dogs can do. (laughs) That's his logic, I think. Okay. I'm I'm like a dog, kind of. I mean, we all are, aren't we? It's a dog-eat-dog world. That's what I always say. But he couldn't get an inch nearer to the tree without being in range of the tree's blows. Oh, help, help. (laughs) Hermione whispered frantically, (laughs) dancing uncertainly on the spot. Please. Hermione, Crookshank started forward. He's like, okay, I'll help. He slithered between the battering branches like a snake and placed his front paws upon a knot on the trunk. Slithery little cat snake. snake. Abruptly, as though the tree had been turned to marble, it stopped moving. Not a leaf twitched or shook. What? Your thoughts. Crookshanks is controlling the tree with his mind. 
He pressed no. He placed his his paw on a knot. Right. His mind. Oh, okay. Oh, so like he's he plugged himself. It's like an avatar situation. Yes. yes. Where he plugged himself into the yes. tree, and now the tree is him. Yes. Okay. I'm into that. Crookshakes? Hermione whispered <laughs> uncertainly. That was my best uncertain whisper of the word crookshakes. Can we get one more? Crookshakes? <laughs> she now grasped Harry's arm painfully hard. How did he know? He's friends with that dog, said Harry grimly. I've seen them together. Oh. Come on, and keep your wand down. <laughs> Harry's like, I, I've seen them together. Don't worry about it. Let's move forward. They covered the distance to the trunk in seconds, but before they had reached the gap in the roots, Crookshanks had slid into it with a flick of his bottle brush tail. Harry went next. He crawled forward, head first, and slid down an earthy slope to the bottom of a very low tunnel. Crookshanks was a little way along, his eyes flashing in the light from Harry's wand. Seconds later, Hermione slithered down behind him. Where's Ron? She whispered in a terrified voice. This way, said Harry, setting off, bent-backed after Crookshanks. Where does this tunnel come out? I don't know. It's marked on the Marauder's map, but Fred and George said no one's ever gotten into it. It goes off the edge of the map, but looked like it was heading for Hogsmeade. So we're now miles and miles under a tree. There's just a whole world going on <laughs> subsurface. <laughs> just... You go to Scotland, you dig down 15 feet and like, you're just in, yeah, you're in another place in time, yeah. I guess. They moved as fast as they could, bent almost double. Ahead of them, Crookshank's tail bobbed in and out of view. On and on went the passage. It felt at least as long as the one to Honeydukes. All Harry could think of was Ron and what the enormous dog must have been doing to him. He was drawing breath in sharp, painful gasps, running at a crouch. So what are you imagining is happening to Ron right now? Um, I would imagine he's knocked out cold. Okay, from the pain. Right, hopefully, because if not, he's has to be just absolutely miserable. Right. Um, I don't, I don't really know. Maybe this dog is sort of gnawing on him like a chew toy. Sure, it's like a play with your food situation. Yeah. So he didn't just rip into his jugular yet, or. Lupin is there waiting for them to get to where he has held Ron. It's like a it's like a bait type thing. Gotcha. We'll suck Ron underneath here, and then mm -hmm. Harry will obviously come to get him. Right. Harry's going to go after his friend. Yeah. Okay, that'll be good. Uh, oh, and then the tunnel began to rise. Moments later, it twisted, and Crookshanks had gone. Where'd you go, Crookshanks? Instead, Harry could see a patch of dim light through a small opening... He and Hermione paused, gasping for breath, edging forward. Both raised their wands to see what lay beyond. It was a room. A very disordered, dusty room. Paper was peeling from the walls. There were stains all over the floor. Every piece of furniture was broken as though somebody had smashed it. The windows were all boarded up. Harry glanced at Hermione, who looked very frightened, but nodded. Do you know where we are yet? Lupin's bedroom. <laughs> of his house yeah. okay Harry glanced at Hermione where he said that Harry pulled himself up out of the hole standing or staring around the room was deserted but a door to their right stood open leading to a shadowy hallway Hermione suddenly grabbed Harry's arm again her eyes her wide eyes were traveling around the boarded windows Harry 
she whispered. I think we're in the Shrieking Shack. What is that again? Do you remember what the, It's uh, where Harry threw mud at Malfoy. Oh, okay. Why is it all destroyed? It's the most haunted building in Britain. Okay. Well, things are all coming together here. <laughs> Harry looked around. His eyes fell on a wooden chair near them. Large chunks had been torn out of it. One of the legs had been ripped off entirely. Ghosts didn't do that, he said slowly. At that moment, there was a creak overhead. Something had moved upstairs. Both of them looked up at the ceiling. Hermione's grip on Harry's arm was so tight, he was losing feeling in his fingers. He raised his eyebrows at her. She nodded again and let go. <laughs> he was like, stop. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> Quietly as they could, they crept out of the hall and up the crumbling staircase. Everything was covered in a thick layer of dust except the floor, where a wide, shiny, ron-shaped stripe had been made by something being dragged upstairs. They reached the dark landing. Knox, they whispered together, and the lights at the end of their wands went out. Only one door was open. As they crept toward it, they heard movement from behind it. A low moan, Braden, low moan. <laughs> and then a deep, loud purring. That was actually good. They exchanged a last look, a last nod. Wand held tightly before him, Harry kicked the door wide open. On a magnificent four-poster bed with dusty hangings lay Crookshanks, purring loudly at the side of them. On the floor beside him, clutching his leg, which stuck out at a strange angle, was Ron. Harry and Hermione dashed across to him. Ron, are you okay? Where's the dog? Not a dog, Ron moaned. His teeth were gritted with pain. Here we go. Harry, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. What? He's the dog. He's an animagus. Ron was staring over Harry's shoulder. Harry wheeled around. With a snap, the man in the shadows closed the doors before them. Who is it? Uh, Luperius. It's Luperius? Luperius Black. A mass of filthy hair hung to his matted... A filthy matted hair hung to his elbows. If eyes hadn't been shining out of the deep dark sockets, he might have been a corpse. The waxy skin was stretched so tightly over the bones of his face, it looked like a skull. His yellow teeth were bared in a grin. It was Sirius Black. Expelliarmus, he croaked, pointing Ron's wand at them. Harry and Hermione's wands shot out of their hands, high in the air, and Black caught them. Then he took a step closer. 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 They took he a step, step closer. closer. fixed on Harry. If I were fixed on Harry. I thought you'd come and help your friend, he said hoarsely. Got it. His voice... What? I got that one. You did. You nailed that one. His voice sounded as though it had, he had long since lost the habit of using it. Your father would have done the same for me. Wow. Just pulling no punches there. Yep. Brave of you not to run for a teacher. I'm grateful. It will make everything much easier. The taunt about his father rang in Harry's ears as though Black had bellowed it. A boiling hate erupted in Harry's chest, leaving no place for fear. For the first time in his life, he wanted his wand back in his hand, not to defend himself, but to attack, to kill. Without knowing what he was doing, he started forward, but there was a sudden movement on either side of him. Two pairs of hands grabbed him and held him back. No, Harry, Hermione gasped in a petrified whisper. Ron, however, spoke to Black. If you want to kill Harry, you'll have to kill us too, he said, fiercely, though the effort of standing upright was draining him of still more color. He swayed slightly as he spoke. 
Something flickered in Black's shadowed eyes. Lie down, he said quietly to Ron. You will damage that leg even more. Did you hear me? said Ron weakly, though he was clinging painfully to Harry to stay upright. You'll have to kill all three of us. There will be only one murder here tonight, said Black, and his grin widened. Why's that? Harry spat, trying to wrench himself free of Ron and Hermione. Didn't care last time, did you? Didn't mind slaughtering all those muggles to get at Pettigrew. What's the matter, gone soft in Azkaban? Harry, Hermione whimpered, be quiet. He killed my mum and dad, Harry roared, and with a huge effort he broke free of Hermione's restraint and lunged forward. He had forgotten about magic. He had forgotten forgotten that he was short and skinny and 13, whereas Black was a tall, fully grown man. All Harry knew was that he wanted to hurt Black as badly as he could, and and he didn't care how much he got hurt in return. What's going to happen to Harry here, Brayden? I don't know. I'm. Ugh, I need to put the book down because I'm not going to read ahead. Um, <laughs> I. I think this could go either way here. Like the way it's kind of described is like, oh, Harry forgot all these things that were against him, and now he's going to mm-hmm. get destroyed. Or is there a butt coming? I, yeah, I feel like there's a there's a butt here. Like, what does that look like? The butt he got he tackled him anyway. Yeah, and... tackled him anyway and started to choke him. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Harry's labeled to do... Would we put anything past Harry or at this point? Or he puts a wicked Patronus on him. Yeah. I don't know if that works on <laughs> this guy. But Patronus is him real good. Yeah. Perhaps it was the shock of Harry doing something so stupid, but Black didn't raise the wands in time. One of Harry's hands fastened over his wasted wrist, forcing the wand tips away. The knuckle of Harry's other hand collided with the side of Black's head, and they fell backward the into the wall. Yeah. Hermione was screaming. Ron was yelling. There was a blinding flash as the wands in Harry's, the wands in Black's hands sent a jet of sparks into the air that missed Harry's face by inches. Harry felt the shrunken arm under his fingers twisting madly, but he clung on, his other hand punching every part of Black they could find. But Black's free hand had found Harry's throat. No, he hissed. I've waited too long. The fingers tightened. Harry choked, his glasses askew. Then he saw Hermione's foot swing out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Black let go of Harry with a grunt of pain. Ron had thrown himself on Black's wand hand, and Harry heard a faint clatter. He fought free of the tangle of bodies and saw his own wand rolling across the floor. He threw himself toward it, but... Arg! Crookshanks had joined the fray. Both sets of front claws had sunk themselves deep into Harry's okay, arm. Okay, we gotta kill Harry... Crookshanks after this is all. <laughs> after this is all said and done, we kill Crookshanks. No remorse. No, we end Crookshanks' life. Ready. We let Rab. We let Scabbers do it too. <laughs> you stick Crookshanks in like a 1984 like box where only its face is vi- visible, and s- just let Scabbers go to town. Yeah. Yep. Harry threw him off, but Crookshanks now darted toward Harry's wand. No, you don't, roared Harry, and he aimed a kick at Crookshanks that made the cat leap aside, spitting. Harry snatched up his wand and turned. Get out of the way, he shouted at Ron and Hermione. They didn't need telling twice. Hermione, gasping for breath, her lip bleeding, scrambled aside, snatching up her and Ron's wands. Ron crawled up to the four-poster and collapsed onto it, panting, his white face now tinged with green, both hands clutching his broken leg. Let's not forget, Ron just, Ron just has a broken leg. Yeah, he shouldn't be able to move, period, right now. No, it's not great. It's got adrenaline, I guess. 
Black was sprawled at the bottom of the wall. His thin chest rose and fell rapidly as he watched Harry walking slowly nearer, his one pointed straight at Black's heart. Going to kill me, Harry, he whispered. Harry stopped right above him, his wand still pointing at Black's chest, looking down at him. A livid bruise was rising around Black's left eye, and his nose was bleeding. You killed my parents, said Harry, his voice shaking slightly, but his wand hand quite steady. Black stared up at him out of those sunken eyes. I don't deny it, he said very quietly, but if you knew the whole story. The whole story, Harry repeated, a furious pounding in his ears. You sold them to Voldemort. That's all I need to know. You've got to listen to me, Black said, and there was a note of urgency in his voice now. You'll regret it if you don't. You don't understand. I understand a lot better than you think, said Harry, and his voice shook more than ever. You never heard her, did you? My mum, trying to stop Voldemort killing me. And you did that. You did it. Before either of them could say another word, something ginger streaked past Harry. Crookshanks leapt onto Black's chest and settled himself there, right over Black's heart. Black blinked and looked down at the cat. Get off, <laughs> he murmured, trying to push Crookshanks off him. Aye. Hey, Crookshanks. Oi, get off. <laughs> get off me. But Crookshanks sank his claws into Black's robes and wouldn't shift. He turned his ugly, squashed face to Harry and looked up at him with those great yellow eyes. To his right, Hermione gave a dry sob. Harry stared down at Black and Crookshanks, his grip tightening on the wand. So what if he had to kill the cat, too? It was in league with Black. If it was prepared to die, trying to protect Black, that wasn't Harry's business. If Black wanted to save it, that only proved he cared more for Crookshanks than for Harry's parents. Harry raised the wand. Now was the moment to do it. Now was the moment to avenge his mother and father. He was going to kill Black. He had to kill Black. This was his chance. Pause. Is Harry going to kill Black? Why? Because he's thinking too hard about it. He's taking way too long. This is how it happens in the movies. They think too long and something happens that keeps them from doing it. So this is like your classic villain who has the hero on the ropes. Okay. But reverse kind of. The seconds lengthened and still Harry stood frozen there, wand poised, black staring up at him. Crookshanks on his chest. Ron's ragged breathing came from near the bed. Hermione was quite silent. Then came a new sound. Muffled footsteps were echoing up through the floor. Someone was moving downstairs. We're up. We're up here. Hermione screamed suddenly. (laughs) We're up here. Serious black. Quick. Hey, we're up here. Who is that? Who's downstairs? Um... I'm going to say Dementors. Oh, wow. It's getting really real. Yeah, because yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's the help that they think it is. Right. I think this is going to get worse before it gets better. Black made a startled movement that di- almost dislodged Crookshanks. Harry gripped his wand convulsively. Do it now, said a voice in his head. But the first steps were thundering up the stairs, and Harry still hadn't done it. The room of the door burst open in a shower of red sparks, and Harry wheeled around as Professor Lupin came hurdling into the room, his face bloodless, his wand raised and ready. His eyes flickered over Ron, lying on the floor, over Hermione, cowering next to the door, to Harry, standing there with his wand covering Black, and then to Black himself, crumpled and bleeding at Harry's feet. Expelliarmus, Lupin shouted. Harry's wand flew once more out of his hand. So did the two Hermione was holding. Lupin caught them all deftly, then moved into the room, staring at Black, who still had Crookshanks lying protectively across his chest. Your thoughts? Dang it. 
<laughs> Dang it. I what? really thought Lupin was black. So that's your takeaway is that you were wrong about them being the same person. <laughs> not that you were right about them being on the same team. Oh, do we know that yet? He just disarmed Harry and Hermione. Well, I didn't know if that was like, hey, you kids shouldn't be like trying to murder. Like, let me take care of this. Harry stood there feeling suddenly empty. He hadn't done it. His nerve had failed him. Black was going to be handed back to the Dementors. Then Lupin spoke in a very tense voice. Where is he, Sirius? Harry looked quickly at Lupin. He didn't understand what Lupin meant. What was Lupin talking about? He turned to look at Black again. Black's face was quite expressionless. For a few seconds, he didn't move at all. Then, very slowly, he raised his empty hand and pointed straight at Ron. Mystified, Harry glanced at Ron, who looked bewildered. Are you bewildered? I am bewildered. Okay. What do we want with Ron? But then, they want scabbers. But then, Lupin muttered, staring at Black so intently it seemed he was trying to read his mind. Why hasn't he shown himself before now? Unless... Lupin's eyes suddenly widened, as though he could see something beyond Black, something none of the rest could see. Unless he was the one, unless you switched, without telling me? Very slowly, his sunken gaze never leaving Lupin's face, Black nodded. Professor, Harry interrupted loudly, what's going on? I ask you, Brayden, what's going on? I have no freaking clue. You have no, you, you can't parse any meaning from this. Unless he was the one, unless you switched without telling me. Unless you switched without telling... Oh, Voldemort is one of these guys, right? Voldemort is one of you them? Yeah, he used... Um, Quirrell. Oh, Quirrell? Yeah. Old man Quirrell? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think maybe we got one of those situations on our hands. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. Well, Harry knows how to deal with that. Sure. Right? We'll, we'll see. But he never finished the question, because what he saw made his voice die in his throat. Lupin was lowering his wand, gazing fixedly at Black. The professor walked to Black's side, seized his hand, pulled him to his feet, so that Crookshanks fell to the floor, and embraced Black like a brother. Harry felt as though the bottom had dropped out of his stomach. I don't believe it! <laughs> Hermione screamed. Lupin let go of Black and turned to her. She had raised herself off the floor and was pointing at Lupin, wild-eyed. You, you, Hermione, you and him. Oh, scream, scream Hermione. in the Hermione voice. You and him. <laughs> Hermione, calm down. I didn't tell anyone. Hermione shrieked. I've been covering up for you. Hermione, listen to me. Hermione, listen to me, please, Lupin shouted. I can explain. Harry could feel himself shaking, not with fear, but with a fresh wave of fury. I trusted you, he shouted at Lupin, his voice wavering out of control. And all the time you've been his friend. You're wrong, said Lupin. I haven't been Sirius's friend, but I am now. Let me explain. No! Hermione screamed. Harry, don't you trust him! He's been helping Black get into the castle! He wants you dead, too! He's a werewolf! Your thoughts? The werewolves! The werewolves! They're here! There was... <laughs> there was a ringing silence. Everyone's eyes were now on Lupin, who looked remarkably calm, though rather pale. Not at all up to your usual standard, Hermione. He said, only one out of three. I'm afraid. I have not been helping Sirius get into the castle, and I certainly don't want Harry dead. 
An odd shiver passed over his face. But I won't deny that I am a werewolf. <laughs> you were right about What's the werewolf thing. Here? I, I am one of those. <laughs> you said three things, and they were mostly wrong, but the one that was right is that I am a werewolf. Um, I mean, it's the, I am to the point now with J.K. Rowling, like, nothing shocks me. Okay. I, I shouldn't say that. This, and yet. This does, yeah. And yet, <laughs> <laughs> what in the actual frick is going on? <laughs> Ron made a valiant effort to get up again. So just <laughs> in case we hadn't checked in on Ron recently, and then Ron still trying to get up. And then Ron forgot again that he had a snapped leg, <laughs> but fell back with a whimper of pain. Lupin made toward him, looking concerned. But Ron gasped, "Get away from me, werewolf!" Lupin stopped dead. Lupin's like, "Ouch!" Okay, throwing the werewolf thing in my werewolf face. Have feelings too. Then, with an obvious effort, he turned to Hermione and said, How long have you known? Ages, Hermione whispered. She's like, oh, finally. I get to tell someone I've known about this for friggin' ever. Since I did Professor Snape's essay. He'll be delighted, said Lupin coolly. He assigned that essay, hoping someone would realize what my symptoms meant. Did you check the lunar calendar and realize I was always ill at the full moon? Or did you realize the Bogart changed into the moon when it saw me? Both, said Hermione quietly. <laughs> Lupin forced a laugh. You're the cleverest witch of your age I've ever met, Hermione. I'm not, Hermione whispered. If I'd been a bit cleverer, I'd have told everyone what you are. But they already know, said Lupin. At least the staff do. Dumbledore hired you when he knew you were a werewolf, Ron gasped. Is he mad? Some of the staff th thought so, said Lupin. Some of the staff thought so. That's just, I don't know, that's hard to say. <laughs> He had to work very hard to convince certain teachers that I'm trustworthy. And he was wrong! <laughs> Harry yelled. You've been helping him all the time! He was pointing at Black, who suddenly crossed to the four-poster bed and sank onto it, his face hidden in one shaking hand. Crookshanks leapt up beside him and dragged into his lap, purring. Sept into his lap? Why did I say dragged? Ron edged away from both of them, grabbing his leg. I have not been helping Sirius, said Lupin. If you'll give me a chance, I'll explain. Look. He separated Harry's, Ron's, and Hermione's wands and threw them each back to its owner. Harry caught his, stunned. Why did he do that? Uh, I'm guessing he knows that Black had put some sort of weird spell on them. On the wands? Ah, like interesting. something screwed up with them, and if they would have used it, like maybe it would have reversed on them and killed them. Sure, he turned it into he turned them into black magic yeah. wands. There, said Lupin, sticking his own wand back into his belt, where where it was. <laughs> you know, as one does. Mm -hmm. You're armed, we're not. Now will you listen? Harry didn't know what to think. Was it a trick? Was it a trap? If you haven't been helping him, he said with a furious glass of, glance at Black, how did you know he was here? The map, said Lupin, the Marauder's map. I was in my office examining it. You know how to work it? said Harry suspiciously. Of course I know how to work it, waving his hand impatiently. I helped write it. I'm Mooney. That was my friend's nickname for me at school. You wrote... The important thing is, I was watching it carefully this evening because an idea that you, Ron, and Hermione might try to sneak out of the castle to visit Hagrid before his hippogriff was executed. And I was right, wasn't I? Wow. <laughs> he had started to pace up and down looking at them. Little patches of dust rose at his feet. You might have been wearing your father's old cloak, Harry. How do you know about the cloak? The number of times I saw James disappearing under it. 
said Lupin, waving an impatient hand again. The point is, even if you were wearing an invisibility cloak, you still show up on the Marauder's map. I watched you cross the grounds and enter Hagrid's hut. Twenty minutes later, you left Hagrid and set off back toward the castle, but you were accompanied by somebody else. What? said Harry. No, we weren't. Do you know what's going on here, Braden? It's Crookshanks. I couldn't believe my eyes, said Lupin, still pacing and ignoring Harry's interruption. I thought the map must be malfunctioning. How could he be how could he be with you? No one was with us, said Harry. And then I saw another dot moving fast toward you, labeled Sirius Black. I saw him collide with you. I watched as he pulled two of you into the Whomping Willow. One of us, said Ron angrily. How no, is Ron. Ron still alive right now? Two of you. <laughs> One of us. Oh, <laughs> my leg. My leg. <laughs> he had stopped his pacing, his eyes moving over Ron. Do you think I could have a look at the rat? He said evenly. No way. No way what? <laughs> uh, I, my brain is exploding. <laughs> What? said Ron. What Scabbers got to do with it? What Scabbers Everything. got to do with it? Got to do, got to do with it. What Scabbers but a skinny, scared rat? Ron has it. Oh, everything, said Lupin. Could I see him, please? Ron hesitated, then put a hand inside his robes. Scabbers emerged, thrashing desperately. Per use. <laughs> Ron had to seize his long bald tail to stop him escaping. Crookshanks stood up on Black's leg. Oh, stood up on Black's leg and made a soft hissing noise. Lupin moved closer to Ron. He seemed to be holding his breath as he gazed intently at Scabbers. He eats him. What? <laughs> Lupin opens his mouth wide. <laughs> what? said Ron again, holding Scabbers close to him, looking scared. What's my rat got to do with anything? That's not a rat, croaked Sirius Black suddenly. What do you mean? Of course he's a rat. Looks like a rat. Smells like a rat. Just say that. It's a rat. No, he's not, said Lupin quietly. He's a wizard. An animagus, said Black, by the name of Peter Pettigrew. What? What? Do you have the next page covered up? Uh, Yeah, I've closed the book. Okay, what's going on here, Brayden? Scabbers is not who we thi- Scabbers is not who we thought he was. He's not who we thought he was. They let him, him off the hook. hook. Um, Scabbers is Peter Pettigrew. So that's so. Right now, you're like, all right, serious black. Whatever you say, Scabbers is Peter Pettigrew. I mean, why would he lie about that? Sure, that's fair. Fair point. That seems like a pretty ridiculous thing to just make up out of thin air. I guess. So Lupin is here. Uh, is Lupin on our team right now? That's what I'm most confused about. What are the teams? About. What are the teams? One side of my mind says there are two teams. Sirius Black versus the Quad Squad and Werewolves. Sure. The other side of my mind so, says there are three teams. Sirius Black, okay. Lupin the Werewolf, and the Quad Squad. Okay. Maybe four teams. Maybe Crookshanks. Whose team is Crookshanks so on? <laughs> Crookshanks seems to be pretty clearly on Sirius Black's side, right? Yeah. 
Kind of. He, like, protected him. Yeah. But also He's has been, like, buddy-buddy with Hermione for quite some time. That's so, true. Hermione's right. cat. But Ron, but Scabbers has been Ron's rat. Yeah, what the heck? Um, If I can draw your attention to a couple other things. Uh, so Lupin is a werewolf? Yes. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, so far he seems like a regular dude, right? Do we do we have any prior knowledge about werewolves? Did I miss it? About what? About werewolves. <laughs> what uh, What's a werewolf in your mind? Um, it's like a dog when it's a full moon. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I know that's that's fine if that's what you got that's what I, you got it, it's a, what's it when it's not a full moon yeah a, a lupin I guess I don't know man there's a lot going on right now okay um we're in the shrieking shack do we care about that good do we care here do we care about the fact that we're in the shrieking shack I think maybe we do yeah because, like, we're not at Hogwarts right now. So, maybe outside of Hogwarts, that's when Lupin turns into a werewolf? Oh, interesting. He just didn't turn into it because the magic of Hogwarts protects him? Yeah, maybe. But then again, he was on the train, and he was still Lupin. That's true. That's true. I don't know. So, there's a path that goes from under the Wampin' Willow to the Shrieking Shack. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact I'd like to point out. Noted. <laughs> uh, that's what's going on. What are your thoughts? What is just an anim- word animagus? What, it, what uh, is that? So this could have been a do we care. This was pre-do we care. Um, if I can take you back... I can at least this is this isn't for this I'm not giving away anything. This is stuff that, that's already happened. So we're gonna go back to page we're gonna go back to the early one hundreds. Um Okay. Ah, okay, page one oh eight. One oh eight. Mm-hmm. So we're on the bottom paragraph here. Harry chose a seat right at the back of the room, feeling as though he were sitting in a very bright spotlight. The rest of the class kept shooting furtive glances at him, as though he were about to drop dead at any moment. So you'll recall that this is right after Trelawney says for the first time that there's a Grimm and he's going to die, right? Okay. He hardly heard what Professor McGonagall was telling them about animagi, wizards who could transform at will into animals. Hmm... And wasn't even watching when she transformed herself in front of their eyes into a tabby cat with spectacle markings around her eyes. Oh, so, okay, yeah, that's, McGonagall is one of those. McGonagall is one of these things, yeah. She's an animagus. Okay. Or animagus. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Okay. Um, So I guess in my, I'm trying to figure out how this all connects to Voldemort. Sure. I'm not saying I have an answer. Right. Um, so Voldemort killed Harry's parents. Right. And how was he able to do that? Uh, because 
Sirius Black sold them out. Right. Peter Pettigrew was the guy who tried to come and avenge them, right? Mm-hmm. But now Peter Pettigrew is a rat. <laughs> Which is new information. I thought he was dead. Right. Turns out he's a rat. <laughs> worse? Better or worse? Who's really to say? Um, <laughs> Pretty even. Because initially reading this, I thought that maybe Black was using the rat as like a tracking device. A tracking device? Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense if it's Peter Pettigrew because Peter was the one, like Peter's on our team. Right. Or so we think. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Scabbers was, like, freaking out. He was trying to warn them. Ah, interesting. He's biting them. But why did he... But we we recently thought Scabbers was dead, did we yeah, not? we did. So Crookshanks is on is team... A, is a cat. He's a cat, and he's on team Sirius Black. Seems like it. But it seems like Crookshanks is probably also a person. <laughs> so now that I know that animals can be wizards, yeah. we're just going to assume that all yeah, animals are wizards. We're not going to trust any animals that they're just animals. So Crookshanks sure. is probably another like dark wizard. Crookshanks is Voldemort. Could be. Crookshanks is... Could be. Yeah, basically, I whoever it is, Sirius Black was like, hey person x who's also a cat go get that rat who's also peter <laughs> pettigrew and he's yeah. like okay and he goes and gets him <laughs> okay and but but why was he in hagrid's hut oh so that's why he had to fake his death why was he in hagrid's hut <laughs> why is anyone in hagrid's hut you know <sighs> fudge was there recently cornelius fudge <laughs> I don't know, man. My brain is, like, scattered all over the desk here. That's what we want to hear. This, Where you are exactly right now is the whole point of us doing this podcast. <laughs> I got to admit, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with J.K. Rowling. I I mean, in my mind, I, I, this is a children's book, right? It's right. considered a children's book. But it has successfully confused the living crap out of me. <laughs> but it, it's not, it's not totally like things are sort of kind of fitting together. No. Right? And that, that's what I mean is that's the impressive part of it is I know mm-hmm. all these loose ends will somehow culminate at the end to this like huge, what the heck it was him. Mm-hmm. And they're how far underneath the school. Cause you know, what's going to happen. And then she still got you. Right. To, to this point. Right. So, like, when you first read this as, like, Little uh-huh. Rogi, were you able to, like, sure. comprehend all of this? Like, all the different storylines that were sort of tying together underneath you? Yeah. Um, Prisoner is one of the ones I don't have super strong memories of that first time that I read it. Okay. But... Yeah, it's just tough to answer. Like I've I've read it so many times since then, and so when I read 
prisoner at that point, Goblet of Fire, the fourth one, had not been released yet. So I so this is when the reread starts. Okay. Right, and I read it enough times that I got it figured out. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? I had the benefit of rereads and mulling it over and yeah, and that those kinds of things. Okay. This is like third grade me. Okay, well, so where we have left for now is that... Yeah, let's just take stock. We are, we're in the Shrieking Shack. We're in the Shrieking Ron's Shack. Ron's leg is snapped in half. It's very broken. He, he needs green. medical attention, like, soon. <laughs> What's the... what? Ha- can't, like, pieces of your bone, like, slip into your bloodstream I, and then get to your heart you and kill you? Isn't that so. a thing? Yeah. May need to ask Hannah about that, but... It's quite broken. Um, get her on the pod. She is not home. I think she is probably having an absolutely miserable day at work. Um, so say your prayers for my wife. Uh, the Okay, so we're in the Shrieking Shack. Ron mm. is dying. Sure. Hermione? Hermione is like, apparently she knew. She, she knew. knew he was a werewolf. She figures stuff out. She's a figure-outer. But she didn't do anything about it. Mm-mm. Why? Because Lupin had somehow convinced her not to talk about it. Oh, interesting. So this was a charade when he was like, oh, you found out? How'd you find out? You're saying he did already actually know before this. Well, somebody... Somebody convinced somebody, her not to... Somebody! <laughs> Can anybody find me? Oh, Somebody has had to have convinced Hermione not to talk. Why would she not talk to about this to Ron? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, Ron. Okay, maybe, but like Harry, <laughs> because she trusted Lupin, right? She was like, he's one of the good werewolves. He's a good werewolf. I. He's yeah. He's a werewolf. I don't know. He's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sirius Black is Sirius Black currently is laying on well, a bed. Harry beat the crap out of him. Let's not t- let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Harry threw like a lot of punches and apparently they yep. worked. Like he's in a heap yep. at the edge of the floor. Well, Black he ended up like in a choking position. He ended up getting onto Harry. It was once Hermione and Ron got involved, right? Okay, well that's fair. So the quad squad beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Hermione kicked him, is that right? <laughs> Hermione just swung a big old kick at him. That's kind of that's kind of cool. I like that. What did Ron do? Was Ron able to do anything? He he laid Ron on his fell hand. Fell onto his wand hand. <laughs> Good, <laughs> for him. Ah. Good for him. Good for him. Oh jeez. Oh, oh god. He knew what he could do. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Lupin and Black know each other. That it seems clear. They're talking about switching. I don't know what they're talking about switching. Lupin knows about the map? Lupin knows about the, the map. He claims to have made he the map? He is one of those weird named authors. Yeah. Mooney? Yeah. He was friends with James, he's claiming? Yeah. Apparently everyone was. Mm-hmm. Black is trying to tell us that, or acting like he's not such a bad guy in selling out James, saying that there's more to the story. 
Am I am I reading that right? Yeah, no, you are. He did. He said there's more to the story. If you only heard the whole story, let me explain. Uh, I don't know. This is almost too much at once. <laughs> You're welcome. Drinking, What's going to happen next? Drinking from a fire hose here. Um. Well, I would. I hope we find out like. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What team Lupin is on? I think first, firstly, that's what I would. I'm kind of concerned about. Sure. Because he doesn't. The way this read to me, he still doesn't seem super dangerous. He gave him their wands he back. Gave him their wands back. Wait. So what was it that tackled Harry in the woods? The Wampin Willow. But. I thought the, it was the paws that hit him in the chest. Oh, yeah, the giant dog. Isn't that the werewolf? No. It's got to be the werewolf. It's not the werewolf. Is it the Grim? Okay, what's the Grim? I think it's a giant dog. <laughs> uh, okay, what page are you on right now? I'm not on a page. I closed it so I wouldn't read ahead. All right, we're going to go back to page um, 338. I want you to give me every word on page 338 that you didn't know before today. Let's just do a quick skim. Knox. Okay, I I was anticipating that. That's the opposite of Lumos. That's off. Animagus. Okay, so what's the context of that? Okay, yeah, Ron said that. That's right, I forgot. Ron pointed out that He's the dog. Who are we talking about? Who are we talking about? Black's the dog. That seems to be the implication. So according to Ron, Sirius Black is the dog. But Sirius Black was back in the tunnel, right? No. No. The... Ron... Harry got tackled, and then the dog drug Ron underneath the tree and snapped his femur. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And drag, dragged him into this room with a Got bed. It. Do we see any dogs? No. We see Crookshanks. What do we see? And? Scabbers. Okay, and? The bed. Okay, any people? Um, <laughs> the bed. <laughs> When we get into the room? Yeah, what's in the room? Ron was staring over Harry's shoulder. Harry wheeled around them. With a snap, the man yeah, in the shadows black. closed the door behind them. Yeah. Okay. So we went from one dog and zero serious blacks to zero dogs and one serious right, black. Right, dog and serious black. I got it. Okay. All right, that's all. Yeah. Serious black can turn to a giant dog. But that's not Seems to be the grim. 
I mean, what's the Grim? What's I a Grim? I think the Grim is a giant dog. So there's a second giant dog? No, I think Sirius is Black that? is the Grim. Oh, interesting. So Sirius Black, the person slash dog, is an omen of death. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. I don't know. I need to, like, digest <laughs> some of this. Anything else? I don't... Uh, not that I can verbalize. <laughs> oh, it's that stuff you can't verbalize that's what we want. That's the good stuff. I, don't, that's, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know what to say. I don't... I don't know what's going on here. Is it... Good. Should I, though? Should Like, is this all going over my head? Like, at this point, when most people I mean, read it, do, do they understand it? I think you've pretty succinctly restated everything that's going on. It's not like it's not like something surprising happened, and then it got resolved, and we washed our hands of it. Like, we're still kind of in the thick of things, right? Right. So you can't be blamed for not understanding fully what's going on yet. Okay. That's how I would see it. Okay. If you liked this and you want to hear more of this, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're not on most of those platforms. Uh, become a patron. Patreon.com slash Muggles Perspective, I yep. think. Uh, the link is definitely at MugglesPodcast.com. Sure is. Uh, Braden, do you feel like howling right now? Was that a grim? Was that a werewolf? That was a werewolf. What was it? That was a werewolf yeah. howl. Uh, if our listeners want to send us a howl, what can they do? They can call our howler. Um, this is literally a phone line um, that you can leave us a voicemail, and it will mm-hmm. be played aloud on the next episode. We will respond to it. Um, we've got a couple of them so far. Um and we really enjoy it. They're fun. Yeah. I think I think they've been consistently fun. Yeah, just um, it can really consist of anything. Um, if you have a question, a comment, if you want to literally howl on the voicemail, mm-hmm. which we kind of talked about, like seems like an unwritten rule. Anyways, if you're going to call in, you should definitely start it with a howl. Um, but anyways, yeah, like, whatever, not? whatever you, what you want to say prove? on it, whatever you want to say, it is it is free for you to express yourself that is 978 potter 0 so that's 978 768 8370 so call that and how let us know what you think yeah call that and how yeah we're going to be discussing chapters 17 no chapters 18 and 19 next week yep um maybe with a guest we'll have to see hey Thank you to uh, producer Jeremy and editrix Jessica. When did it come? When did it start being an X there, like an editrix? I just kind of sprinkle it okay. in sometimes. All right. um, it, that, it's another valid uh, suffix for making something feminine. Okay. So, you know, like dominatrix. Sure. The X. That is cleared up for me. Thank you to those guys. Thank you to our wives, Rachel and Hannah. Hannah, come on the pod. Tell me about injuries. <sighs> Tell me about broken legs. 
you're not listening to this, <laughs> but come on the pod. <laughs> Found out on Saturday, Hannah does listen to the pod. <laughs> Brayden tried to say, is she listens inconsistently? And I was like, I know what that means. I know Hannah, I know what that means. She has she listen. Is, That's she's fine. saving lives. And she's busy. A she's a busy person. Yeah. That's fine. I I make no I have no insistence that anyone listen to the pod. If Rachel didn't, I would be I would be surprised. Sure. And a little hurt. Sure. But besides that, it's like, you know, Eric and Jacob don't really listen. Jacob actually might listen. Shouts to Jacob. Come on the pod. I would love Sponsor that. Sponsor me. They would be a I, lot of fun. That would make the second time I've talked to Jacob in like five years. So Jacob is exactly who you think he is still. Okay. We'll get him on the, get him on the pod. not changed. Yeah. Get him on the pod. He can use my mom's patronage. Yeah. He can use my patronage. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. What's Scabbers got to do with it? Got to do with it? Yeah. What's Scabbers but a rat that's also a person? Is Scabbers Peter Pettigrew? Yeah. Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> There's no chance that's not getting on the episode.